The following BLTV program is brought to you by O'Flaherty Law. Please enjoy. Welcome to Learn About Law. My name is Kevin O'Flaherty from O'Flaherty Law. I hope you find this video and podcast helpful. If you need some help, please feel free to call us at 630-324-6666. We offer free consultations in many areas of law, and we have several geographic locations for your convenience. We serve all of Illinois, and we're also happy to meet with you and provide most legal services virtually without requiring you to leave your home. Enjoy the video. Hello, everybody. My name is Carlos Cisneros, and I'm an attorney with O'Flaherty Law. Today, we'll, we'll, we will be discussing how to fill out the Form I-90. This form is only used to renew or get or correct or receive a new permanent resident document. If you do not have a full 10-year permanent resident document, meaning that you have a two-year conditional permanent resident document, either due to marriage or because you're an investor, this may not be the right form for you. There's various uh, particular situations where a conditional permanent resident may use Form I-90, and I believe that is, be that is best left to an attorney to figure out whether the Form I-90 is the best form for you. So to begin with, you need to get out your permanent resident document or your green card, and most of the information required on the form you will find through there. So the first part would be to input the alien registration number. Now this is needed, especially if you already have a green card, your alien registration number will be listed right below the names. It's be it usually begins with an A, and it will be either an eight or a nine digit number. If your document starts with an, it's only an eight digit number, you will want to input a zero to make sure that it fits. Now, the USCIS online account number, most people won't have it. It is not necessary to, uh, to input. As you can see, it says, if any, most people will not have this number. If you don't have it, don't worry about it. It's not important and you can proceed with the next line. So the next line uh, discusses your full name. So you'll need to put in your family name, so your last name. In my case, I have two last names, so you would put both of them. Then you would put your, uh, your, your given name. And if you have a middle name, you will want to put that in as well. Um, please put the names as, the, as they should appear in the right box. The reason being, if you don't put your, uh, the, the names as how they should appear, USCIS will not grab your names as needed. So the next question is, has your name legally changed since the issuance of your permanent resident card? Reasons for name change varies. Marriage, divorce, uh, an actual petition for a name change. If any of this has happened, you would need to put in yes. And if they have not, then you put in no. Please keep in mind that your names in 3A, 3B, and 3C should be the names as they as you want them issued in your new permanent resident card. So if you if you have made any changes or need to make a correction, this is a this is the place that you need to put in the name. So in 5A, 5B, and 5C, you need to put in. Um, the name as it appears on your green card. If your name was wrong, uh, you need to put in the wrong name and then provide information 
attached to this document showing why your name should be reprinted um, because it was incorrect. This happens a lot with name translations, especially for, uh, from places that don't use um, the Latin alphabet for their, for their names. So it could totally happen and it's more frequent than not. However, to correct it, you will need to show USCIS that they, that they made a mistake in issuing the card in that name. Now the next part is to put in the, uh, your mailing address. Most people, this will be the only portion that they need to fill out. The mailing address will definitely be for most people their physical address as well. So if that's the case for you, then you just need to put in your address. Um, please make sure to select the appropriate options. And uh, once you have done that, you can move on to the, ne to the next step. If this is only your mailing address, be it either a PO box, uh, your, your attorney's office, a safe physical resident, uh, a safe physical residence that you're that you're only using for mailing purposes, then you do need to provide your physical address in point seven. If it's the same as above, just feel free to type same. Now the second page begins with an information about you section. This section will will ask you whether you are male or female your date of birth, what city, town you were born in, and your country of birth. All of this information the uh, USCIS already has from your previous application that gave you a green card. So please do not lie in this information or do not get this information wrong. The reason being, if you get it wrong, your application could be denied, or you could, um, or you could be issued a request for evidence, which would then make this a longer application than it really needs to be. Next comes the your mother's first name and your father's first name. The class of admission, meaning how you received your green card. The date of admission, meaning uh, it's the date that you became a permanent resident. That day, this information you can find it on the green card. You can. It's usually the class of admission is usually a three-digit, um, a three-digit classification, either CF1, CR1, um, or anything else. The date of admission would be the date that you became a a, a green card. You'll see it on the green card issue date. And then please input your social security number. I know it says if any, but as a permanent resident, you are likely you likely have a uh, social security number. As such, please uh, provide that social with your application. Then it, uh, the next the next step is part two. It will be the application type. It's asking you what type of residency you are seeking. Um, most people will be lawful permanent residents or commuter status. Conditional permanent residents, again, that's when you have a two-year green card that uh, generally has to do a different form 
but if you receive a two-year green card and you think you received it um, wrongfully, please contact an attorney and please check that box. However, my recommendation would be to first talk to an attorney before you attempt to do that. Uh, however, continuing on, let's select lawful permanent residence. So continuing on, you would select the reasons for your application. So mo most likely, the reason for the application uh, will be that your existing card has expired or will expire within six months. If that is the case, you need to click that button. Um, however, as you can see, there's a lot of options for, uh, for this application. A lot of the times you could do it because your card has lost or been stolen, your previous card was never received because it was lost in the mail, for whatever reason, your card has been mutilated, either, you know, you accidentally broke it, you bent it, you did some information that may make the security features of your car not work properly. Um, your card has incorrect data because of Homeland Security error, your name was wrong, the city of your country of birth was wrong, some other information on the card was actually wrong. Um, name changes, minors have reached 14th years of age and you are registering for your card as required. Um, and then you, if your card will expire before or after your 16th birthday, please select the appropriate box. If you are removing yourself from lawful permanent resident, you're taking up commuter status, you'll need to also input what the port of entry into the United States will be. Um, and those would be most of the reasons why you could apply for a new green card. If you don't have any of those reasons, this may not be the right form for you. Now, these are the reasons why a conditional permanent resident could use the I-90 to get a new green card. Uh, again, the, the most, most likely it's because the card has been lost, stolen, or destroyed, or the card was issued but never received. These two are going to be likely what a conditional permanent resident will use the I-94. However, there are times when uh, DHS makes a mistake, especially with conditional permanent residence um, and marriage. If a person got married with uh, less than two years before they received a green card, they will receive a permanent resident card. But if more than two years have, um, have passed since the date of your marriage, you should have received a 10-year permanent resident document. Again, this is very specific. Uh, this is a very specific situation, and I think you are more you, you are more likely to be successful with the help of an attorney. However, it is an option that, that exists under 3D. Now, the processing information um, it'll ask you in questions about where you applied for your immigrant visa or adjustment status, inside the country, outside the country, in a consulate, with USCIS. 
the location where your immigrant visa was issued or USCIS office where you were granted adjustment of status. Most of this information you'll have to either get from memory. Some of this information is in your green card. Um, if you entered with a immigrant visa, meaning that you received your green card from the consulate, then you paid your immigration fee and then you traveled to the country, you will have to put in the destination at the time of admission the port of entry where you were admitted to the United States. If you still have your old passport, all of this information will be in your passport. Now, this is very important. USCIS is asking you whether you are in exclusion, deportation, or removal proceedings, or were ordered removed from the United States. Again, like I said in the beginning, please do not lie in your application. This is very important because you could be making yourself inadmissible and deportable by seeking a immigration benefit without necessarily having a right to that benefit. So if you are in exclusion, deportation, removal proceedings or were ordered removed, please select yes. If you are still in deportation or removal proceedings, uh, you, are, you still have that right to that green card. However, if you have been ordered removed from the United States, your underlying status has been severed and USCIS will not uh, will deny the application. Now, the next step is uh, whether you have filed Form I-407, abandonment of your permanent resident status, or you know left the country for more than a year without prior authorization from the Department of State. If that has happened, select yes. That, uh, more than nine times out of 10, this will not be the case, so you would select no. Now, you will need to select whether you are Hispanic or not Hispanic, your race, your height in feet and inches, your weight in pounds, your eye color, your hair color. All of this information you will know better. Um, just click the appropriate box or select the appropriate height and weight and then continue with your application. Now in part four, it'll, it, it's asking you about any accommodations that you need in the event of an interview or for your biometrics appointment. If you have a disability or an impairment, please select yes and then select the appropriate options, either because you are deaf or hard of hearing, because you are blind or have low vision and uh, or because you have another type of disability or impairment, you can describe what sort of accommodation you need from USCIS and they will try to accommodate it. Please note that not knowing English, unless it's tied to another sort of disability, it's not going to be considered a disability, so you won't be able to request an interpreter that way. Part five is just uh, your statement, contact information, your certification, and your signature. So here you will certify whether you can read and understand English and that you have read the whole application and answer every question or whether someone interpreted your, um, your application and that you answer the, the application truthfully in a language that you understood. You also need to put which language that was. And then lastly, if you have an attorney or if you had someone fill out the application for you, 
they need to fill out the Part 7 information as to whom they are, whether they are an attorney or whether they are a certified uh, person to fill out the application and sign, sign the application. Please put in your, uh, your cell phone, either number three or number four, and your email address, if any. Most likely, USCIS will contact you only by letters. However, that telephone number and that email may be used to check the status of your application if you ever need to call the USCIS Service Center and you can't find your A number. So your certification is that all the documents and everything provided with the application is correct to the best of your knowledge. You are doing this under penalty of perjury and, um, and you are telling USCIS that you reviewed and provided or authorized all of the information, that you understand all of the information contained and submitted with the application, and all of this information was complete, true, and correct at the time of filing. Again, you are doing this under penalty of perjury, and that could, if you are lying, that could have an impact on future immigration relief that you are seeking. So please make sure that you are truthful in your applications. Now, once that all is said and done, you get to sign, you get to date it. And if you didn't use an interpreter, and if you didn't use a preparer, that would be it. You would be done with a Form I-90. If you use an interpreter or if you used a preparer, please just fill out part six and seven. It's not, it's not gonna take much. Um, especially the preparer, they need to certify whether they are an attorney or not. And if they are an attorney, they need to, they need to let USCIS know whether this, whether their services extend or do not stand beyond the preparation of the application. And that would be it. The last page is if you need to provide any information concerning any um, it, part, part eight, the last page is only used if you need to provide any information that is above and beyond what you provided already in all the other sections above. So for instance, if you had a name change and you had a court order for that name change, you would put in the information for the name change and then you would put in a description of why you are submitting that additional information or why you need to clarify one of your answers. The last page is only used to clarify answers. You may not have to use it in, an, in a form I-90. However, in other forms, it may be very useful, especially if you need to clarify some harming questions. Well, that is the form I-90. If you have any questions, please do not hesitate to give us a call to either do a free 15-minute consultation to see if you have any immigration benefits or to speak with an immigration attorney to get help with filling out your forms. Please give us a call back. Please give us a call to 630-324-6666. That again is 630-324-6666. This was Carlos Cisneros. I'm an attorney with O'Flaherty Law and I hope you have a great day. Hello again, this is Kevin O'Flaherty from O'Flaherty Law. I hope you enjoyed the video and podcast. If you did, we'd love it if you'd subscribe to our channel. If you need legal help in this or any other area of law, please do not hesitate to reach out and schedule a consultation. Most consultations are free and all can be conducted remotely if you'd like. Please email us, book online, or call us at 630-324-6666. We have many locations for your convenience and we serve all of Illinois. So thanks again for watching.